Hello everyone, my name is Veronika Poplavskaya. I'm the Assistant Director of Industry Relations at Columbia University School of Professional Studies. I am today's host for the Behind the Scenes podcast series, which consists of a number of interviews with professionals discussing provocative career-related topics to set the stage for students. The topic of today's podcast is Technological Disruption and Challenges to Human Capital Management. Today we will discuss why HR leaders and their teams should start learning about and crafting a strategy for how to best leverage advanced technology and artificial intelligence for human resources. I'm here with Sam Liu and Kate Bergen. Thank you for joining us today, Sam and Kate. Thank you, Veronica. Uh, as an introduction, my name is Sam Liu and I'm, a current, I'm currently a senior principal with Immersor Consulting. Uh, my experience is with um, executives as well as corporations in advising them on how to adapt to technological disruption, uh, how to conform their HR function to be more strategic and more effective, basically helping a lot around the, uh, the people side of, of the business, making sure it's the, uh, they're making the most of their talent. I have an MBA from NYU Stern and also an uh, economics degree from the University of Pennsylvania, and I also teach at Columbia's Teachers College, so part of the Columbia family. And my colleague here is Kate. And hi, I'm Kate Bergen. I'm an HR professional, and I have expertise in recruiting, talent management, and compensation. I'm currently an HR generalist at a financial services firm, and I have previous experience working with Aon Hewitt, UN Women, and other organizations within HR. I graduated from Columbia's Teachers College with a master's in social organizational psychology, and I also have an undergraduate degree from Barnard College. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you both. The views that Sam and Kate share are their own views and not the views of their employers. So artificial intelligence, automation, and technology are changing the world of work, disrupting industries, and reshaping the jobs performed by humans. There is always a concern that new technology will displace workers. Can you explain what we mean by artificial intelligence and machines? Absolutely. Uh Really what we think, when we think about artificial intelligence, uh, perhaps the science fiction movies of robots in the future, right, uh, taking over our jobs. But uh, we actually live with artificial intelligence today uh, where we talk to Siri or Alexa. And behind that is really a set of algorithms and programs, instructions, if you will, that depend a lot on data. And so um, in the use of artificial intelligence, there's a lot of benefits that we'll talk about in a little bit, but uh, it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's how do you make sure you have enough data so that a machine can make decisions based off of history. Um, while it does sound very, very exciting, and it is, driverless cars of the future, uh, et cetera, there's a lot of limitations as well with artificial intelligence that uh, we have to overcome. Uh, as I mentioned, data. So if there's good data, you've got good decisions from the computer. Um, there's also the aspect of what's being done behind the scenes. What is the uh, decision-making process for this computer? So a lot of those things of the unknown is what scares people. And so we'll talk a little bit about uh, how we can actually make use of artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, for our benefit. I agree with you. It's strongly correlated with data analytics. What kind of jobs might be at risk from a machine? So something that's top of mind is electronic trading, securities, foreign exchange, derivatives. This is something we see uh, at the firm that I work at now. It used to be historically buyers and sellers would meet in an actual marketplace, but now these transactions can happen electronically. Algorithms can be created to make predictions on, on what trades would make sense. 
Something else that, that I think of also working in HR is resume screening. Previously, you'd have a recruiter look through all of the resumes that somebody has um, submitted to apply for a job, and now you can set artificial intelligence, can look at specific terms, keywords, and they can source resumes that way. Another thing I think of is an HR service center. Sometimes at large organizations, they have a call center where people are picking up the phone, answering questions. But now there are things like chatbots, which is you know developed through artificial intelligence and based on questions that our employees are asking, it can respond to relate to what the questions are that they have, so. Absolutely, and, and to add to that, in terms of the HR function, um, the ch chat boxes produce a lot of data. And so you can actually use that data for predictive analytics. And what I mean is, um, depending on how many times someone asks about pay leave or PTO, et cetera, you might predict that person is at risk of leaving the firm. Um, there's other things that we also rely on, such as uh, the low le level administrative tasks, where for the HR role and function, they're doing a lot of the address changes, pay stubs, et cetera. But with uh, machine learning and, and uh, automation, you can do that on your own. It's going to be a better employee experience. Uh, so in terms of jobs being uh, replaced, it may not be as many as the jobs it creates because the data that you have requires more action and more projects as a result. So it's actually a pretty exciting time for a lot of companies, and it's overcoming the skill gap in making use of all this data and also the, uh, the technology. And it simplifies our lives. That's interesting. So automate, automate, automate. That's what many industries are doing these days. Should HR be worried about AI in their organizations? So I think when any change is going to happen, people can get worried. Change can be scary in some instances, the unknown. We've talked a lot about artificial intelligence, technology, what that may bring. But what I think is important rather than being worried about AI in organizations is to think about how we can plan for this. Companies, I, I've read, you know, the current workforce um, might not be prepared to adapt and change with new technology. So I think it's important for HR um, to think about how roles are changing and what skills the workforce needs to gain in order to keep up with the changes that we're seeing. Yeah, I would agree. And um, a lot of the business case for having AI introduced in organizations is cost efficiencies. So that might actually be a better process, but sometimes it might be reduced headcount. So um, the risks of, uh, of the automation is when you have certain skill sets that the machine can do better. Uh, we see that a lot in insurance where even at the uh, actuarial level or those um, individuals who are at the back office processing the claims, et cetera, those will likely go away. And a lot of the instances of uh, it's a lift and shift where the individuals might not leave the company, you might just then focus on their training. How, you know, what are some higher level skill sets because machines are eliminating a lot of low level things that you don't need anymore on a, on a manual basis. So there's some risks for some populations, but overall at the company, they stand to gain more than they lose. Well, resource optimization is a great benefit for the organization. What about its employees? How can AI improve the employee experience? That's a great question. In, in our experience with working with corporations, um, at first, on the onset, they might think of it as uh, the Terminator of the future, right? Something to be scared of, uh, worried about. Right? How is AI going to uh, 
uh, disrupt the company and maybe even the business performance. But we like to think of it more as Iron Man, where it helps to augment your current abilities and make things stronger. Case in point is where even down to performance evaluations, where it's been a uh, once a year event. Uh, how can people really improve their skills if they only find out uh, 365 days later? So with the use of technology, whether or not it's that chat box capability, uh, be able to provide a seamless way on your phone or anywhere 24-7, giving feedback to your team and colleagues so they have continuous feedback, be able to develop their skills after uh, any additional uh, points of, of their experience as opposed to, again, once a year. The artificial intelligence with the data, as I mentioned previously, is also potentially predictive, giving you a sense as to the risk areas. So you would know whether or not a certain part of your organization is lacking skills, that uh, the competencies are not there. You need to build that out to support the growth of a business elsewhere. So all this is now eventually in your, tim in, in your uh, fingertips as opposed to uh, a lack of visibility because you just don't have that uh, data available. Yeah, and I would say I, I see AI as being hugely beneficial to improving the employee experience, particularly at large organizations where HR is not able to touch every single employee and make an impact on their experience. So I think in, in certain ways, AI can create customized learning tools for their employees or programs that could be beneficial to them. I also think this idea that we've been talking about, making data-driven decisions, really important to see what our employees are doing, what kind of programs would be impactful, who are our high potential employees, things like that. And, and something I really see a huge benefit from AI is limiting human bias in decision-making. So for example, interviewing candidates. When you're a recruiter um, or hiring manager, often we hear people don't know and unconsciously want to hire people that are like them. So if there's a way to incorporate AI in interviewing or somehow in, in the interview process, as I said, with screening resumes, that's a great way to limit human bias in decision making. And I would add that uh, in terms of when we talk about employee experience, let's think holistically because um, it's not necessarily a machine creating the experience necessarily. It's a, it's a kind of a holistic system and process. And so when you talk about AI, you also talk about um, the competitiveness for talent being much more fierce. And so companies are then also forced, a kind of ripple effect, forced to have a great employee value proposition, having the right uh, support for employees to give them a reason to stay because they can easily jump with the right uh, skill sets, whether it's data analytics or uh, the ability to have um, uh, data scientists in, in the organization. So the company almost is forced to keep their people and try harder to keep them, which makes the employee experience even more positive. So. Um, Otherwise, you would probably lose uh, your talent because um, that skill set can easily walk. And something I would also add to that, Sam, is something we see at, at my organization is people want career growth. They're looking for their next role. And I think AI can be able to help guide people in what their next role could be within the organization, where that be suggest some open roles that are similar to what they have, what is the next role that they could potentially have. And I think that is a great way to show people that we're engaged and we want them to continue to grow within you know, the organization that you're at. Well, that's great to see how we can predict using the data and analytics and actually make right decisions. So with companies saving time and money by using technology to take tasks out of human hands, what will be the need for new skills and how can employees develop them? So I 
would say that entry level jobs are going to be more limited. As we've said, anything that's really reporting, data oriented, administrative, those jobs are going to be replaced with artificial intelligence and technology. But I think it's really important to be able to understand the data and learn about what systems your organization is going to be using. Is it Excel? Is it Python? Or what, what types of skills do you actually need to know? But being able to go through that data, cleanse it, make sure that the data is accurate. But then where I think the shift will be is taking that data and being able to interpret and come up with a data-driven solution, be able to see what is going on in the organization, what are the root causes potentially, and then make suggestions that are based on what's actually happening so that you can improve the employee experience, the efficiency within the organization. I think that's really important. Um, and one other thing I would add is it's really important to have this continuous learning mindset. You want to have employees that are being are willing to adapt with technology and the changes and that are willing to take on what new software is needed for their organization. I think it's important to continue to grow because technology is constantly changing. What we saw five years ago is going to be completely different than what we see five years from now. So having that openness to learn is really important. Yeah, and, and I would add that um, you know, AI can't replace humans and what that means is there's a lot of things that we do very well whether it's communications whether it's uh, understanding uh, how do we adapt to change or help influence others to adapt to change uh, the ability to still have that decision making uh, with a very contextual setting right not just based on data but what are the broader implications all of that forces us to um, in a way move our skill sets away from the re repetitive redundancies and all the way to the strategic. So I think it makes us even better professionals because AI is doing a lot of that low-level tasks for us, so we don't have to focus on that. These are all great ideas for employees, and hopefully many employees understand this need for developing those new skills. How can students prepare for the future? How can they develop the skills needed for a successful career? I would agree with Kate on the continuous learning theme where um, there's a lot of resources out there that are also free, whether or not it's online courses, um, there's also a lot of publications, but one of the most effective is um, having the on-the-job learning. So uh, being able to request or seek out jobs that require more of the analytical skill set, the ability to have that communication skill set, the uh, uh, managing of others, influencing, adapting to change. So all those help you be in a position to think more strategically uh, where the machine helps you with your work and you then help uh, guide the organization uh, at a higher level. Uh, so that is uh, a way to truly sharpen your skill sets where machines can't replace those core uh, uh, behavioral skills. Yeah, and something I would say too is it's important to prepare for the shift between school and work. I noticed when I transitioned from my master's program to being uh, in the workforce full time that there's really a difference. You know, when you're in school, you can study, you can focus on whatever project you have, and it's sort of, you know, a start and a finish. But when you're in your, your job, your career, you have to really drive your own career. It's not like you just study hard and you can get a good grade and, and that's success. I think in your career there, it's really focused on on how you network within the organization, how you perform at your role, identifying opportunities for yourself for growth. I think that is definitely a shift between the academic environment and and being in the in the workforce full time. 
another piece of advice that I would give um, to help people people prepare for their future is networking. I know you might be rolling your eyes right now as I say this because everyone talks about the importance of networking, but it really is important. You can learn more about other organizations, what people's jobs are at those organizations, and you can help give yourself connections so that you have sort of an in within that organization. Uh, I think that's really, really important within, within internally, um, with, at your organization, or even with you know, other people outside of your organization. And I like to add that uh, in terms of the, the ability to find opportunities, whether it's within your own company or externally, uh, because there's a lot more of that um, reduction in bias, we have uh, stories of high school students who, because they know how to code well, they get the jobs at Google. So they, the ability to have that pedigree, the background, that doesn't hinder you anymore. In fact, the meritocracy is more prominent because uh, there's a lot of these screenings that are done with, within the artificial intelligence for skill sets that truly shine and less of that bias and where you come from. That's great for our students to know. And I've heard many stories from our students that they're actually learning and developing those skills by taking classes with different programs. So it's all great that they can learn to code or any other communication skills, and it can be helpful for them to for their progress and their careers. Thank you so much for sharing your views and ideas today and joining us, Sam and Kate. It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks to all the listeners. Our next podcast is on The Gig is Up, How to Thrive in This New Economy with Peter Vidal, CEO of Tatech.org. I'll leave you all with this message. Every single one of you has a purpose. It's developed from your passion. And when one is on point with your purpose, it can help change the world for the better. What's your motivation? Thank you.